Love burgers and pizza. Wanna see me eat some? Can't get enough of that meat. Yum. Chili cheese fries and some Mr. Pib. I need tacos with a nasty dip. Pico de gallo, mayo or dryo. Hot sauce or barbecue straight from Ohio. Homemade coleslaw, fuck Boston Market. Junkie blue cheese range and some five star bread. Only one time was in pita. Mozzarella feet. Hello and welcome to Bring a Plate. My name is Peter Taggart. And I'm Rebecca Shaw. Did your voice just break? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so emotional. It's actually very rude to point that out. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Beck, I'm a bit late for recording, actually. Or I was I was going to call you earlier, but I was trying to... um, I was trying to take a selfie. Sometimes you take a selfie before you record for promo purposes. I'm very bad at, at promo. And do I was, we? Is I was, that something we do? I've seen you do it before. I was going to take a selfie <laughs> and I, I literally could not get one where I look like a human man. Because you usually look like a lesbian. Yeah, which is fine, <laughs> you know. But I, I, it was, I like to start um, every recording off with uh, my confidence being crushed. <laughs> and so now I'm in, the, I get to it. I'm in the right headspace to really record mm. now, I think. You, are, your selfies are literally every single one looks exactly the same, just with slight variations of what you're wearing and where you're standing. Because that's how. <laughs> what do you want me to do with it? That's my face. You do the same little furrowed brow. You just. <laughs> well, now I'm not. I'm just going to bin those ones. Now I've. Well, I took a selfie it. today, but it wasn't for the um, podcast. Oh. It was just for my life. Okay. Yeah. I thought so... you meant it was for someone else. No, oh, just okay. for just for everyone. Just really. for me. <laughs> I think it's good to do things just for you. <laughs> yeah. What if someone Self-care. took a selfie and they never released any of them? Like they never posted anywhere, and you just went through their phone when they died, and there were just thousands of <laughs> photos. And you're like, I'm not doing it for anyone. I'm just doing it for me. <laughs> well, that sounds like a great plot for a <laughs> short story. <laughs> I'm a regular uh, Raymond Chandler. Oh, yeah. Is he a short story writer? (laughs) My favourite character from Friends. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Beck, we've we've seen each other since our last recording. Oh, yeah. Um, We saw each other in Melbourne. Yeah, that was weird. (laughs) (laughs) It was quite weird, actually. It was. was, It's just been so long since we actually saw each other in the flesh. Ew. And you famously did not want to hug me. No. And I forced you into it. Uh, You're a hugger, I think. Uh I never used to be, but I've sort of... Is this a way to network? Is this because you've become such a climber? (laughs) Yeah. A hug and group. That's how I do it. No, I think it is because I started... um, Because I was so, like, reserved and sarcastic and... Um, then when I started meeting people from the internet, that's when I really started having to start hugging. See, I would think it would go the other way around. Like, don't hug anyone you meet from the internet. (laughs) That should be the hard and fast rule. (laughs) No. Um, But yeah, now I'm hugging left and right. (laughs) (laughs) You're practically giving it away, is what you're trying to say. I'm a real slut, hug slut. I stayed in the middle of the city uh, Mm. back when I was in Melbourne, and I, I think I spoke to you about it at the time, but... It just got more annoying as the trip went on because I was staying in this hotel um, called QT. I'm sure some listeners will have stayed in one of their fine brand of (laughs) hotels. There's one on on the Gold Coast in Surface Paradise. So think of it for Toolies this year, Beck. (laughs) They should open uh, like a pie face and call it QT Pie. And I was... (laughs) See, I was going to say I was staying in QT because I'm a real QT. Oh, well. But, um... (laughs) Not as good as mine. Anyway, you're staying at the QT. And there's a very... Stands for Queer Tower. (laughs) Yeah. There was a lift, um, an elevator for our American listeners. (laughs) (laughs) They they thought you were talking about the Uber competitor, Lyft. Or the uh, lemon soft drink. (laughs) (laughs) That is definitely not in America. 
There was an elevator. There was an elevator, and it, it's one of those, like, they thought it would be fun and quirky, good for them, but, like, they <laughs> they had recorded all these messages. <laughs> Little did they know who they were dealing with <laughs> to try something fun and quirky. Oh, uh, excuse me. If you had gotten in this lift, like, it kind of would neg you. Like, you'd, I'd get in the lift with Ben, and they'd be like, oh, one of you is very sexy, the other one, not so much. Like, they, really? it was actually in a Russian accent. They, they'd recorded it in, a, like, a very <laughs> fake Russian accent. Um, it what, kind of, what do you mean? So you, when you walked in the lift, it said a thing. So when you walked in the lift, it must have prompted something, and then, like, the, the, it says something, like, from the like, speakers in the ceiling. Yeah. And then when you get off on your floor, it says something else. It says, like, Oh, why are you rushing off? Why not just stay with me? Like, it's like some fucking rush. It sounds like, a, it sounds like the elevator has been cursed by, like, someone has been trapped in the elevator. Like some old Russian. <laughs> yeah, that's their fate, is to be trapped in the QT elevator, trying to beg people to take it take it out. Oh, my God. That's so weird. It was... Did you say something about, Ben said something about it, um... Maybe offering you a threesome. Oh, it it did. It was like, do you have room for a third? <laughs> I'm like, this is too rude. And that's how you got kicked out of the QT for fucking the elevator. <laughs> yeah, because I was just like, where are you? Why didn't you show up? <laughs> um, no, it was it was just very grating because when you're going up and down all day long, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. What a terrible life. It's getting, it just gets so irritating. And I, I still yet to write the letter that I promised that I would write to management. <laughs> oh dear. I want brands to be the best that they could be. Okay. <laughs> Sue me. Um, how well, was I you... stayed, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> good. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> no, I stayed in a, um, a motel, which is, you know, it's fancier yeah. with the M. And um, it was a very basic motel, but it, for some reason, had this huge spa bath up on, like, a stage area. <laughs> I've <laughs> it, been... It was, like, three steps up to the spa bath. I've been thinking about this because it wasn't in an area that's a very touristy area, was it? No. Was this a motel set up for affairs? Is Because oh, why I else mean... would there be a spa bath on a stage in just like a suburban motel that doesn't make any sense to me yeah i don't know it's possible and let me tell you no such things took place in my motel room for that week but it could have i heard you i heard you stayed in the spa for a very long time i had a spa bath every single day that i was there a couple of times twice a day um i love a bath and my the best part of my trip was um, the final night when I went out until 4am and I was leaving the city in a cab and I was like, I really need to go to the bathroom, but it's fine. As long as we mm. like, it's going to be no traffic. As long as we go straight there. Um, Were you saying all this to the cab driver? <laughs> He's like, I don't need this whole monologue. <laughs> Hurry, put, put your pedal down. And um, then I got back and my room key seemingly didn't work it kept flashing red and so i went there's meant to be like a 24-hour reception and i was like buzzing frantically as if i was being attacked from outside and no one ended up coming and then i went back up to my room and i must have inserted the wrong end of the key or maybe my try to put my credit card in instead of my key but it worked what are you doing hello ben's ben's just walked in yeah, it's plugged in. It's asking if my microphone's plugged in this time. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, I was anyway, very distracted. <laughs> that's fine. That's I realised it was not an interesting story, so we can cut that out. Waiting What's... for him to depart. Hi, Ben. Bye, Ben. Get the fuck out. Um, Rebecca, I think it's time to talk about God. Um because the topic for this episode is religion.
When we first started this new format, we spoke about where we wanted the show to go and we had the idea of some uh, episodes doing very niche topics mm. uh, such as the Sydney 2000 Olympics, mm-hmm. um, some episodes going as broad as possible and this one is very broad. <laughs> Possibly the broadest you could get. It's all-encompassing. I mean, we had talked about religion a little bit on the podcast in the past um, but it was mainly when it was something that was entering the news cycle. So it was something, you know, strange uh, with like an LGBTQ uh, angle. Well, Shelton. Um, yeah, or, or Hillsong. Um, oh, yeah. But we never really talked so much about our own experiences with religion. And I know that the listeners are demanding transparency <laughs> from us. They're like, all good for you to shit over everyone else. What do you believe? <laughs> What are your who's beliefs? This, who's this guy? Someone I, someone I met at Comedy Fest. <laughs> Some very aggressive characters there. Oh, yeah. So, Beck, what was your first kind of experience with religion? Did you grow up in a religious household? Did you go to church? Well, my family wasn't particularly religious. However, because we were poor, um, you do that thing where you go to Catholic school instead of private school. Oh, but did you same... pay for Catholic school? Well, it was, it's, I think it's, I think it's like a really cheap version of private school. Mm. So it's not quite a state school, but it's basically a state school, except you pretend to be religious. Um, <clears throat> and so I went there from uh, kindergarten until grade six. So why grade six? Why did you swap into, was that high school in grade seven? no. Oh, I guess I was very advanced. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because we moved out to the more country. Okay. And there was the commute was too long. So I swapped from a Catholic school to a school with 30 kids out in the bush. Did they have regular religious instruction in the Catholic school? Yeah. Well, you went to church every Friday morning for two hours. Two hours? Yeah. Oh Scene of the famous... Uh, me fainting in church (laughs) crime it wasn't a crime uh but yes i fainted in church and i woke up with a a priest and a nun dragging me into a back room dragging (laughs) just so you know i have to stop you this isn't the royal commission okay (laughs) yeah they like dragged me away from everyone into like this small back room. Oh my god! Um, and it's also the same school where my two older brothers uh, got some tuck shop money one day and came home, and my mum asked them what they'd bought at tuck shop, and they are dumb and listed off a million things. And she was like, "I didn't give you that much money," and it turned out that they had stolen money from the poor box. Oh, classic! <laughs> yeah, so mum made them go up and apologize to the priest. But to be fair, wasn't the poor box what they called your house? It's <laughs> <laughs> what I call my vagina now. <laughs> I think that's okay. Stealing from the poor box that gets that gets a tick from me. <laughs> Okay. I also asked that priest. My other main memory of that was um, I asked what happens if you commit suicide. What happens to you if you commit suicide? <laughs> How old were you at this point? I think I must have been like nine. Okay. Had it had it been prompted by something? Had you known someone who took their own no. life? No. I don't know. I was just a very weird child. Just a curious girl. It was the same girl. school where I um, a curious girl in more ways than one. Um, I used to pretend to be a dog. And chase around the girls in the um, schoolyard. Right. School. And why? Uh, don't know. Just a fun character bit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's what most of my memories of religious schools. Embarrassing moments. So, but did you go to church on a Sunday outside of school? No. No. Mm-mm. And Not your parents really. never made you go. Uh-uh. Not even on like big Catholic holidays school. like Christmas or Easter. We went to some church services on Easter and stuff with like extended family, but um, my parents also worked all the time, and so we just didn't like often worked on the weekends. So even if they wanted to, we wouldn't have. Yeah, see, I I had a very different experience. So I I was in a state school. There was a Catholic school in our town, but um, we were not Catholic. Uh, I was brought up in the Anglican Church, which is the one um, with not as much sexual assault, but still plenty. (laughs) Um, And 
I remember having to go to uh, Sunday school especially, which I would hate because they would make you do activities. So I would beg, I would beg mum not to go to Sunday <laughs> school because I really did. I found it very peaceful to just zone out in church. Right. Um, I think we went every week until I was about 13 and I sort of started mm. part-time work. Right. Um, but even towards the sort of end of that period, so from like 11, 12, 13, mum would have to bribe me to go. So <laughs> she would, this is what she would bribe me with. She would bribe me with a $5 crossword scratch it from the newsagent. She said, if you go to church with me, you get you to have this illegal thing. For yeah, age. exactly. <laughs> a, Gambling. Bottle, a bottle of a Kahlua. Bottle. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I actually, I loved church, Beg, and I think it's an experience of a lot of um, uh, fancy boys uh, because church <laughs> is very theatrical. Oh, yeah, um, totally. There's a lot of tradition involved. There's also a lot of old women, and I loved and have always loved, like, old women. I mm, think they're like the me. best. Yes, that's right, my <laughs> elderly friend. Um, it's very exciting. When you get, I don't know, in your church, but when you get to, like, walk up and drink the wine and... Uh, eat the body of Christ. <laughs> Yum. I, there were two quite posh older ladies I was obsessed with at my church. Um, uh, and they both had come out from like, because you had a lot of uh, women who'd come in just uh, for Sunday church from like mm. properties outside of St. George. Mm. Um, so these old women would basically treat church as like a social occasion. And they would sit in the front row and they would gossip about people in the town like through church through the service they would gossip about people in town <laughs> they would talk about um their tips for the horse races <laughs> at least their tits yeah they, they talk about their tits good for them once a, the the anglican minister got very angry and actually berated them in front of um everyone <laughs> which was so oh fucked my up God. like that's what a lot of like the youth groups and stuff that I experienced were all just like people who wanted friends, basically. Well, well I did. I, I went to youth group um, mm. when I was, I think we were only allowed to go to youth group starting off at 13. Right. Um, so it was just for high school kids. And I saw my sister going to it every Friday night. Mm. And uh, I always wanted to hang so around. Cool. <laughs> yeah, she was so fucking awesome. <laughs> I really wanted, I wanted to hang around her friends and it was a very evangelical, it wasn't the Anglican church that organised, it was a very evangelical church in town, which has kind of vague association with Hillsong. It's called um, the Assembly of God Church. Oh, yeah. Um, and look, I've got to tip my hat to them because uh, it was a very well-organised youth group and they would come up with um, good activities and actual fun activities um, like they had terrible opinions and they said terrible things and they taught terrible things. But in giving people a place to go in like on a Friday night, it was it was pretty incredible. Like we'd have progressive dinners. Do you ever have, have a progressive mm. dinner? So you'd have your entree meal at someone's house and then you would walk across town for like 30 minutes and have dinner at somebody else's house. Then you'd walk another 30 minutes across town that sounds and... <laughs> fucking awful <laughs> let me sit and enjoy my meal we'd also have something called war games i think we only ever played it the once because in retrospect <laughs> it was very dangerous like it involved us going out of town to someone's property at like eight o'clock at night um and you know eight mm. o'clock in the country is like pitch yeah. black mm. uh and then one team was on one side of this dry riverbed and the other team was on the other side. And I guess it was like a capture the flag, American summer camp. Capture the flag. (laughs) They pushed me in there and they hunted me down. Uh, Oh, God, that's dark. Uh, I I feel like I've become such a fucking pushover since I moved to the city. Like, I was never scared of, like, spiders or snakes Mm. back then. And now that's all I can think about, like how easily I could have died out there. It's bloody PC culture. You've been feminized. <laughs> exactly right. Um, soft hands. Actually, the one thing I have spoken on this podcast before is the fucked up parlor games that they would play at youth group, which included the classic uh, putting a toothpick between your teeth 
and passing around a lifesaver on the end of a toothpick oh, yeah, between teenagers and you'd be like blowing your disgusting breath in people's mm. faces. Um, and, and of course, and this is something that I only ever saw like parodied in sitcoms, but we actually did play it. It sounds made up, but we did play the game where you had a um, sausage-shaped balloon between your thighs oh. and you would pass it between the thighs of someone else. It was real perverted It's pedophile. because all those people of horny as fuck no but the, the adults were coming up with it this was not yeah. the teens coming up with it they're like yeah let's play this new game <laughs> <laughs> <I've thought> of. <laughs> it's a dick shaped balloon so that was my youth group experience Beck. did you have a, a similar experience well i one of my friends um started dating a religious guy and like one of like our our little best friend circle, she is really religious. And so for a while we all went to youth group. Like, So you was the third wheel? In. Yes, very much so. Good. <clears throat> Can I come to your youth group dates? <laughs> I hear they pass around a sausage-shaped balloon. <laughs> well, that's what I want. <laughs> um, do you have any bun-shaped balloons? Um, and But that's how they get you is like because that – for the time that you were sort of like showing a vague interest, they the people were so friendly <clears throat> and so open and like trying to get you involved. And then as soon as you showed any sign of like not wanting to get to the religious side, they like cut you out basically. Oh, see, oh, we had this experience where you'd have like all the fun activities for the first 90 minutes and then the last 20 minutes to half an hour was like, a religious sermon, basically, mm. by the Assembly of God minister. And it was like a, every week it was like such a downer to end on that. Like it was like a big trap coming down, like, and <laughs> here's your little bitter pill at the end of the day. Like it it really was bad. Yeah. Um, but I did want to say also I, youth group was the place back where I touched my first and to this day only breast. <gasps> what? Um, there was a... I don't want to... It's a miracle. <laughs> they really were trying to teach you everything. Um, it, it was the daughter of someone in town who was very religious. I don't want to reveal their name. Um, they're in... Pell. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, it was George Pell's daughter. And she... Mel Pell. <laughs> it was Mel Pell. And... She and I were quite good friends all through school, um, and we used to even walk to school together. Um, she used to get changed in front of me back <laughs> when we were like fourteen and fifteen. <laughs> Is it because she knew what was? I think happening? she did not feel threatened by me <laughs> at all. I was on a bus uh, at the beginning of a youth group with her, and I just remember her saying. My bra feels weird. <laughs> and she grabbed me by the wrist and forced my hand um, up onto her breast. So between her shirt and her bra. So my hand was on her bra. Uh-huh. and Talk slower. <laughs> and she asked me what I thought of her bra. Oh. And I said, oh, honey, it feels a little cheap to me. <laughs> cheap fabric. <laughs> This underwiring is real shoddy. <laughs> what did you... What did she mean it feels weird? I don't know. I think maybe was in it retrospect way... it was like a dare or uh, it was a way to... I'm going to start um... using this, by the way, <laughs> whenever I'm with an attractive woman. Hey, my bra feels weird. Do you weird. think my bra feels weird? <laughs> hey... Hey, hey, the end of my penis feels soft. <laughs> can you can you just check to make sure I'm not going insane? <laughs> um, and how is that for you? I honestly have no memory of it at all, like how it actually felt. I would like to feel another breast. Breasts are great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to yuck anyone's yum, as they say. Of Beck. breasts, <laughs> it's usually reserved for more niche fetishes than liking boobs. I wouldn't mind touching 
abreast in a platonic way? Well, I'm afraid that you could almost reach mine from. I've already. (laughs) If only I had told you this while we were both at comedy fest, we could have gotten that elevator (laughs) and had some real action. (laughs) Oh my god! Um, Breasts are great. This is not. It's not the breast episode. You should try one. You should try one or two. They usually come in pairs. If anyone needs their bra checked, hit Peter. That's up. actually if you want to write in to bringaplatepod at gmail dot com and or you DM us. you want to offer up your breast for me to touch in a platonic <laughs> way. Back off the topic of breasts because we we were supposed to be talking mm. about religion. <laughs> breasts are my religion. No. Did you grow up uh, with anyone who had a different? belief than yours because we've been talking about christianity a lot but um there are other religions are there yeah wow. most of them are you know still pretty bad but <laughs> there are others um not really i mean uh, there just wasn't that much diversity where i grew up unfortunately well, it's funny I because didn't, i didn't meet a jewish person person until i was like an adult no, I didn't either. I think I would have been in, in uni. I think uni was where I really met people mm. who weren't from a, you know, a Christian or agnostic uh, background. So, but although I, I did have a friend when I was, I think, in grade one or two, and uh, he was Jehovah's Witness, and they were very oh. devout Jehovah's Witness. Um and I only really found out about it because he wasn't allowed to come to my birthday party when I was in grade one. What if it was just an excuse? <laughs> <laughs> don't, He's like, oh, I wish I could come. <laughs> don't think I haven't thought of that. <laughs> um, actually, uh, that just reminded me that my cousin um, and so my I have an uncle who had a baby with a woman (laughs) and then they split up but my cousin and her mum are jehovah's witness okay and we share a birthday and it used to we used to i used to go stay there sometimes and we yeah it was weird because i had a birthday and she didn't even though they're on the same day i don't understand why they don't celebrate birthdays i think it because they don't celebrate like uh, they don't celebrate christmas either i don't know why (laughs) it must be something to do with like these holidays aren't really honouring God. They're about yeah, something so. else. They're they're more about you than they are mm. about Jesus. Mm. Um, but, I mean, come on. It's just a birthday. Birthdays are fun. <laughs> right. <laughs> Put that up against, like, the history of a religion. Oh, and also the first time I met an atheist. So I, I say, like, I hadn't met anyone who wasn't either, like, kind of Christian or agnostic. I also had never met someone who was just like a hardcore atheist until yeah. I was I actually remember it was a year nine ski trip. Um, we went on a big ski trip down to Perisher um, mm-hmm. in New South Wales and we were staying in like this big dorm. So there would have been maybe like 15 or 16 boys in this big dorm. Um, and it was the classic school camp thing where everyone is just talking until like 3am in the morning until it gets very annoying. And you know, when people would shout at each other, like, shut up, I'm trying to go to sleep. Like that's <laughs> the way every school camp night would end. <laughs> and one night the topic of conversation turned to religion and like one boy v 16 other boys, one boy was hardcore atheist and it blew my mind. I, I didn't realize you could be that. As like a teen. No, I didn't. Like I was like fourteen. No, he was a teen. He was yeah. a teen. He would have been That's, maybe two years he was older a than teen. me. <laughs> yeah. um, do you know he sounds really annoying? <laughs> yeah. He... <laughs> yeah. Um, he he kept a very low profile. Um, otherwise, just kidding. He was always annoying about everything. <laughs> Is there a point? Well, where you, Beck, started turning away from kind of all mainstream religion, particularly Christianity, that you were kind of like, this seems like it might be bullshit. Do you remember what age you were? Well, I don't know if I ever really bought into it. Like, I hated going to church and got forced into it. And um, 
I the only thing like I do still have like a weird like if I go to church now for like weddings or christenings or whatever I do have a weird sort of peaceful feeling that I think is like just a nostalgia thing Mm. of like I don't know something like meditative about it I think yeah yeah um but I think just once I left Catholic school and got older and then the only sort of the only time I ever heard about religion was when it was um talking about how gay people are awful (laughs) or things like that so it started to like not have a positive connotation in my mind see I really did believe fairly consistently until I was 15 or 16 maybe I didn't buy into everything about it that they said but I still certainly believed in God and uh you know a Christian Mm. God and I would pray every night, probably even till I was 18, even kind of a bit after that I was really believing, I would still pray every night. And this is going to be very sad, but I would pray not to be gay every night, <laughs> uh, which is a similar experience for a lot of people. Um, yeah. And it just shows you the power of prayer does not work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also, I think I had a weird where I didn't buy into it in that I thought it was wrong but also I still believed it somehow yeah like I thought I thought it was I thought it was stupid but I also was a bit worried that maybe it was true Mm. and so I would also pray but like never admit it to anyone or tell anyone that I was doing it of course Um, oh no I wouldn't it was all it was always right before I went to bed like right before I like tried to get to sleep and the the most strange thing about it is that I would pray like to be made straight not immediately Beck but I would say to God I would say um make me straight as soon as I wake up <laughs> so you wanted a good night I wanted a good night to gay sleep first <laughs> I wanted it, it basically I wanted it to be like a freaky Friday where I wake up in a straight body <laughs> but not a moment's before okay <laughs> Yeah, I think lots of people probably had that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Praying, I definitely still held on to. But all the whilst, like for years and years after I left Catholic Church and like my family wasn't religious and I still held on to praying weirdly. Mm. And I think I have a fairly healthy I mean, I've spent a lot of this episode shitting all over church and over Christian churches in particular because that's what my main experience has been with. But I don't begrudge anyone of faith. Like, I don't like when they completely buy into their faith 100%. Like, I I don't have any time for fundamentalist Christians or any kind of fundamentalist people, really. Like, if you think, you know abortion's evil and gay people are evil and women are less than and, and all those then you know. you're right but... <laughs> yeah however but <laughs> but if people want to practice it and and it gives them uh motivation to do good rather than bad i don't have a huge issue with it to be honest i don't like the institutions involved with it i don't like how much money the catholic church has <laughs> or any church has, um, and I don't like the way they use it, but spirituality and religion in general is fine with me. If it's not hurting other people. Of course. Which, yeah, I'm sort of getting to the point where I'm like, the world is so awful, and I'm sort of like, whatever gets you through the day is fine with me. If that's astrology, equally as valid. <laughs> What's the app religion? called? What's the app called? Cameo. No? What's it called? Co-star. Co-star. Add me on co- No. But I mean, it's not... It's not like I believe astrology, but I can I can see why people cling to that sort of thing in this fuck, fucked up world. Well, I don't understand of- why people would roll their eyes at astrology and then, like, look at some of those, like, biblical stories and mean, like, but this is... <laughs> absolutely true this is not strange at all yeah i think the most moral people i know are usually not the most religious people i know as well which makes it difficult so this whole idea that 
uh, to be truly moral, you have to be religious is so insane to me. Like, obviously, mm. people are only ever really going to be guided by their own experiences. And... I think being religious, like, makes you more likely to be judgmental and um, all these sorts of things that other people aren't saddled with yeah. as well. So I, I would never, Beck, call myself an atheist, I would call myself... I don't even know if I'd call myself an agnostic. I, I just don't identify as anything I don't in believe particular. in labels. <laughs> <laughs> I'm religious curious. Uh, I'm pan-religious. I'm pan-religious. <laughs> One day I might wake up and I might be a Scientologist and the next day I might wake up. One day you might wake up and be in a straight body. <laughs> yes, exactly <laughs> Which right. is the same except you get erections over women. Beck, what do you think happens when you die? This is the uh, question ripped straight off philosophy. <laughs> or the, Will Anderson's the first person to ever ask what happens when you die. <laughs> as far as I know. <laughs> um, I believe that... I. I sort of th- like I think nothing happens. Mm-hmm. I think you die and that's it. But I do sort of um I don't know. I don't know what I want. I I don't know what I would want it to be, but I do just truly believe nothing happens. See, I I subscribe to the gospel of um uh Belinda Carlisle, is that her name? Um, uh-huh. That's not the indie one, is it? Who's the indie one? Brandy Carlisle. Mm. I'm talking about, ooh, Heaven. baby, do you know what it's mm. worth? Heaven is a place on earth. Mm. So I think heaven is here and it's mm. our job to make it work. As Tim Gunn would say, <laughs> my other leader. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by that? So I believe in Belinda Carlisle and Tim Gunn. <laughs> yes. Heaven is a place on earth. So you've got to, you know, you've got to try and find your heaven, which I think is like a state of being rather than an actual place. You've got to find your heaven on earth and like you've got to find the best life that you possibly can for yourself. While you're living. While you're alive. And you've got to make it work. (laughs) Designers. (laughs) It's the Carlisle gun theory. Theory. (laughs) Together at last. (laughs) But, Beck, we're probably on our own here a little bit because according to the Australian census, that's right, this show is researched, uh, according to the Australian census, three-fifths of Australians are affiliated with a religion or spiritual belief, so around 60%. Um, I actually think that's a little low. I would have thought it would have been more people, but apparently not. I also think that's... I think people mark Catholic if they, like, went to Catholic school. Yeah, Okay. But anyway. So you think it's a quite high? I just think it's not really reflective of who actually believes in God or goes to church. See, but they asked, like, if you have a religion or any kind of spiritual belief. I would think that, like, 90% of the population would have some kind of, like, spirituality. Like, I would probably mark down that I have, like, a spirituality rather than, right, atheist or no religion. Oh, I wouldn't. I don't know. And as far as I know, my experience is universal. So that's weird to me. But for, I can't empathise. For 60%, only 60% of Australians have a religion or spiritual belief. And yet, what would be the number in Parliament that are very religious mm. MPs? Like, it seems very out of whack that, you know, there's 40% of our population who say they have no religion and yet... We've got these very religious leaders, and particularly at the moment, we've got these very religious leaders. And even people who aren't religious, the politicians are still pretending to be religious. <laughs> yeah, they really play to that like it's an American thing, sort of, but it doesn't seem to matter here. I um, don't know. It's very weird. Of that 60%, Beck, uh, 86% uh, identifies Christian. And the most prominent non-Christian religions are Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, Sikhism, and Judaism. Um, And although not recognised as a religion in Australia, 48,000 people on the 2016 census reported themselves as Jedi. Can we 
rest everyone who did that. The people who wrote that, they should keep their names um, and they should not be allowed to vote. Or they should get half a vote. I'm not even kidding. (laughs) Half a vote for everybody who wrote down Jedi. Oh, my God. Okay, Ricky Gervais. Wow. Am I offending you? To think how much I loved him. <laughs> oh, it's it's I'm really so sad. Yeah, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's what about fault. what about loving Woody Allen and Roman Polanski? <laughs> I like how you're ashamed of loving Ricky Gervais once, but not of Woody Allen. I am ashamed. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty. Um, <laughs> Beck, I thought I'd close out today's episode with a quiz because the last quiz we played went so well. Um, mm. And uh, this quiz is going to be quite easy, I hope. Um, it's about uh, celebrity Chris's, which I know you know a lot of celebrity Chris's. Mm. There's a lot of people in Hollywood at the moment named Chris. Too many. And I wanted me. to play a game about which of those Chris's identify as Christian. And this is a game called Chris or Cross for Christ. Okay, <laughs> so if if I'll, I'll say a name of a celebrity Chris, uh-huh. and you have to either say Chris for Christ if they're Christian, or Cross for Christ if they're not Christian. Okay. Oh God. Okay. I I have prepared um, a theme song. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. Bear with me. Mm-hmm. Can you hear that? Yep. Very long intro. Still instrumental, still instrumental. Oh my God, what is this? <laughs> I'm gonna make this my ringtone. You can't tell what it is yet? No. Is it oh Linda Carlisle? No, <laughs> if only. All right. Uh, that was uh, Ride Like the Wind by, of course, Christopher Cross. Okay. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> You're so pleased. That was six minutes of intro <laughs> for ten seconds of singing. Okay, so the game is Chris or Cross for Christ. <clears throat> gotcha. Uh, the first Chris Beck. Chris Hemsworth. Ooh. Cross for Christ? According to beliefnet.com. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite porn site. Chris Hemsworth is a Catholic. <gasps> so I don't know oh. whether he's still practising, but uh, I've, I've never been steered wrong by beliefnet.com before. So this He probably went to religious school. This he should probably be... went to a private school. <laughs> oh, of course. He went yeah. on some island, I think. They come from some island. Can you imagine that sexy island? <laughs> oh, full of Hemsworths. Uh, okay, this is an easy one. Chris Pratt. Oh, he's Chris all the way up for he Christ. He is a massive Chris for Christ. He's got a hard Chris for Christ. <laughs> he, ad- he attends Zoe Church in Los Angeles. Um, not Zooey Church, to be uh, confused with Zooey Deschanel's Zooey Deschanel. <laughs> church. Uh, it's pronounced Zoe. It is associated with Hillsong. Um, I, I think I put out a tweet maybe last year when all that stuff about uh, Chris Pratt came out and Ellen Page called him out for mm. attending like an anti-LGBTQ church. And I, and I said, you know, Zoe Church is associated with Hillsong. And I got a lot of messages, angry, angry messages back saying that it's not. But I've done my research, you know, eight months later. <laughs> <laughs> and it is because if you if you Google the so it was started by a guy named Chad Veach, <laughs> and if you he looks like a DJ by the way he looks like a character in I think you should leave that Tim <laughs> Robinson would play he's very scary looking. Um, if you Google Chad Veach, the first thing that comes up is not Zoe Church, but it's a link to Hillsong's website because mm. he's a regular contributor to Hillsong. Anyway, I'm right. Everyone else is wrong. <laughs> to all those religious people listening to this. No doubt they will be. Tweeted you. And also Chad Veach um, served as an executive producer of a film 
um, about people who have suffered, quote, sexual brokenness. Oh. Um, which is my preferred term <laughs> now is sexually broken. <laughs> Let's move on to the next Chris. So that was a Chris for Christ. Chris Evans. Oh, he's going to be cross for Christ. Well, correct. He was raised a Catholic, but is now a Hollywood liberal, hardcore Hollywood yeah. liberal. So I'm going to say he's a cross for Christ. Okay, next one. Chris E. Teigen. <laughs> I love Chrissy Teigen. I keep waiting for the moment, you know, when someone who's like funny and cool like does something where you're like, oh, it's over, but she hasn't. She, she hasn't, and she's a very good... Tw- that's not the question I'm asking. I'm asking, is she a, <laughs> a Chris for Christ or a cross for Christ? Sure, a cross for Christ. She is a cross for Christ. When yes. her When her husband, John Legend, was... um playing Jesus in Jesus Christ Superstar last year, she did tweet that she was, quote, not familiar with the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. uh, (laughs) Second last one, uh, Chris Christopherson. Now, this is a Chris with a K. Oh. Chris for Christ. He is a Chris for Christ, but Mm. he's a country Chris for Christ. What's that mean? I think that's more acceptable. (laughs) I think it's quite charming when country music people are uh, Christian. I mean, yeah. Can't explain. Again, Garth Brooks, The River. It's all about God taking the wheel <laughs> okay. of your boat or something. <laughs> Last one, uh, Christian Bale. Oh, cross for Christ. He is a cross for Christ. Mm. He was raised in part, I think, by Gloria Steinem. <laughs> Uh, he was, yeah, his, his, oh, wasn't this Christian Bale? His father was with Gloria uh, Steinem for a bit. Maybe. He's a weird dude. Um, he needs to find Christ. Oh, okay. <laughs> At the Golden Globes, uh, of course, he infamously thanked uh, Satan for the inspiration uh. for playing Vice President Dick Cheney, uh, which was welcomed at the time by the official Church of Satan. <laughs> So let's put him down as a hard cross for Christ. <laughs> I think that's all we've got uh, for this episode, uh, Beck. Uh, if you want to write in with your sad tales of attending <laughs> church. <laughs> or praying the gay away that didn't work. Uh, or you need your bra checked by Peter. If you, That's a serious offer. If you would like me, <laughs> should it be a competition? <laughs> People are, are wait to win the privilege? To win the privilege. Or to not have to do it. Because imagine being able to say, I was only the second woman (laughs) to have my breast touched by, you know, a not famous podcast host from Brisbane. That would be huge for some very sad women. (laughs) Well, some women um, write to prisoners, so I'm sure there's people out there who... (laughs) There's a lot of desperate women out there. Um. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to say, speaking of desperate women out there, um, I don't have anything to plug, but I want to tell everyone to go and see Gloria Bell in the cinema. <laughs> what is Gloria Bell? Julianne Moore plays a a um, a uh, older woman who is finding her groove and she's out on the scene back and she's just trying to live her life and it's a beautiful story. And it's profound. Sounds boring. And I really enjoyed it. Go and see Gloria Bell. Do not do as my mother uh, went and did. Uh, she she wanted to go and see Gloria Bell yesterday at the cinema. This, and uh, it wasn't showing at her local event cinema. You will have to go to a independent cinema maybe. <laughs> uh, so she went to her local event. It wasn't playing. So she decided to go and see The Chaperone instead, which is, what is some... <laughs> it's like some weird movie about like... Elizabeth McGovern from Downton Abbey plays like a chaperone to a young ballerina, mm-hmm. which sounds yeah, like that's... like a gay story, but it isn't. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah. But mum was going to go and see the chaperone. At, they tell her to go into cinema um, six. <laughs> Can yeah. you see where this is going? They tell her to go into cinema six. She sits down. She's like waiting for like half an hour for the movie to start. She's like, what's going on? Um, but she, she she's like, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> the movie starts um, 
And she's like, this is weird. When is, Liz- <laughs> when is Elizabeth McGovern coming out? <laughs> And she's half an hour into the movie. And do you know what the movie was, Rebecca? <laughs> the movie was... The movie was Shazam. <laughs> and she stayed to watch the whole thing. <laughs> so she like don't it? do that. <laughs> She said, I it guess was... <laughs> she, said it was... <laughs> she said it was quite good. I guess Shazam is a chaperone of sorts. <laughs> he is. Oh, fucking hell, I love that. Anyway, so make sure Don't you're in the that. right cinema for Gloria <laughs> Bell, okay? Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, Christ. Um, so, of course, send in your emails if you want to have your breast touched by me. <laughs> um, if there are lots of people who write in, we will make it a competition. <laughs> And if nobody writes in, you have to I'll do have it to back. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Take one for the team. <laughs> if you have any more, I think we should do a movie next time. I like the yeah. idea of doing like a a topic and then a, a movie. So if you have any suggestions, what was the movie we talked about earlier? Oh, Swim Fan before the oh, yeah. show. We were talking a bit about Swim Fan. Oh, yeah. Um, we could do Swim Fan or we could do something else. Write in and tell us. Um, there have been a lot of people writing in with suggestions, but um, I don't like any of them. So, uh... <laughs> Cool. So you're encouraged to keep trying. So make sure, I obviously write in, but don't be a fucking idiot. Make sure it's Bye. something good. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Tracking like the bad breath of my grandma. The, the poetry cheap like a hotel. Tracking like half, half, half man, half a race.